Welcome to Selective Hearings Roundtable, episode 21, I think, or 22, one of the two. And I am here with the karaoke master himself, Hero. How's it going, Hero? That is just a uh, unsubstantiated rumor. No, no, there, there's proof on the Selective Hearing website that Hero is a karaoke master. And, and you didn't even pick a good clip. <laughs> that was the best clip, man. I don't know. The sound wasn't that great. I guess maybe because of the room's acoustics are just, you know, meant for the singing. Yep. I could just hear you guys laughing. It was brilliant. Bloody brilliant. Was that pre or post missing the train? That was post missing the train. Oh, okay. So you, I, if you look closely, you and Dave are very sweaty. Gotcha. Yeah, that's why I can't Dave, imagine why. That's why Dave is looking all tired and shit. <laughs> that's the story of his trip, I think. Yeah. Uh, anyway, <laughs> we're gonna talk about the Japan 2014 trip. Who went uh, to Japan? Who went to Japan? Uh, none of us went to Japan. We all made it up. Gotcha. Yeah. We're gonna talk about the imaginary Japan 2014 trip. Uh, some of the some of the crew are still there. Those bastards yes and the rest of us are here yes. wallowing in depression yes yes so we're going to talk about this imaginary trip uh so the first thing i'd like to mention is that hero has been there longer than i i think about three days longer than me right 10 days total for you i arrived on the 15th which is a wash day because i didn't get to do much but yeah arrived in tokyo at Narita International Airport on the 15th, which was a Thursday. Okay. So, you were there a little bit longer than me. You did a bunch of stuff by yourself while waiting for everyone to come in. So, uh, tell me about your solo experience, sir. Well, let's start with the uh, the flight from LA to, uh, to Tokyo. Uh, I woke up a half hour late due to some problems with my old phone, which I use as an alarm clock. A uh, little panicky until I went to my email, which is what I normally do in the morning, and I get this nice email saying that our flight is delayed by some two and a half, three hours. So, unfortunately, my ride still needed to drop me off at the normal time as the original flight, so I was going to get there early. Uh, ran into traffic... <laughs> Some pretty bad traffic on the way to LAX. Isn't that uh, always the case in California, though? Well, this is the worst traffic we've we've had going to LAX. Uh, there was an accident, and then for some reason it was is just really, really crowded. So there was a you know, it, had we been uh, had the flight been on time, I might have been a little nervous, but uh, it, you know, knowing that I was going to be there so early, it, it didn't matter. Uh, let's see. Yeah, it, it was late. <laughs> we were supposed to leave at uh, 12.05, I think, 12.45, and it didn't leave till 2.15 on schedule. So it's quite the delay, when you, especially when you get there at 9-ish, 9.30. Oh, so you, you were sitting at the airport for quite a long time. Yeah, and it, it actually didn't turn out too bad. Uh, this is the first time I flew ANA or Nippon uh, Airways. Okay. Heard some real good stuff about it. Um. Immediately when I get there to the uh, the check-in desk, mm -hmm. the uh, person attending 
steps outside, you know, past that scale. Yep. Comes out, greets me. As soon as I get closer to the scale, she jumps back over behind the desk, asks for the passport. You know, just like any other place, except the the fact that she stepped out and greeted me and waited till I got there to get behind the desk and take my paperwork. Uh, check me in, and immediately I got a $25 voucher for food beyond security uh, as, a, as a way of their apologizing for the delay. That is awfully nice of them. Uh, it was as... You know, it was outstanding and unexpected. Uh, you know, maybe that that happens at other airlines, but it's the first time I've ever had something like that. It's never happened to me when I've had delayed flights on United or Air Canada, ever. So that that tells you something about the customer service level that uh, ANA provides. Okay. Um, you know, so I I waited. Uh, actually, I just went to security because I figured that's what I need to do, and I was waiting for uh, a Shirley. To arrive from uh, Texas, mm-hmm. uh, she had arrived a little later, but because her flight was domestic to domestic, she couldn't even get through the security until her—I believe it was Malaysian Airlines or Singapore Air—I want to say—was their desk did not open till noon. So even though I was there early. And was supposed to meet up and, and you know just hang and shoot the shoot the breeze with her. It didn't happen till afternoon. And apparently her customer service experience was not as good as mine. <laughs> That's she what I ran into some problems and, and, and was uh, extremely unhappy with the level of customer service she received. Some issues with the weight of her carry-on bag is what I understood. It was just everything. The attitude of the person checking her in. There was a problem with the carry-on bag, which. I've never even been asked about the carry-on yeah, bag. Yeah, I've never heard of that before. Yeah, I mean, occasionally they'll look at the length of the bag or the you know the size. Yeah. And say something, but uh, you know, both both trips, all three trips plus you know both ways this time they they didn't even take a look at the bag. Okay. You know, as long as it goes through security, everything's okay. But she she had a little problem there, and uh, afterwards when she finally got in, we decided to. We had a small small amount of time before I had to get on my flight okay. and utilize the uh, $25 voucher. So uh, enjoyed a nice lunch at a, a uh, upscale burger place called Umami Burger. Okay. Uh, highly recommended. Is it baller food? Uh, you know, it is. You, you know, airport food is always going to be more expensive than, than a normal place. Yep. So even with my $25 voucher, it still cost me 15 Bucks plus <laughs> nice. for, for uh, two burgers, an order of sweet potato fries with their homemade ketchup, and two drinks. Huh. Hey, but but still, fifteen bucks beats forty something bucks, right? And it was covered by a A and A. Yep, twenty five bucks covered by A and A. So it was all good, you know. And in, in the, the time that I was waiting for, I grabbed a Snickers or something. And just chilled in one of the uh, the, the couches areas. Uh, LAX has really changed since the last time I was there. At least the section that I was in. Okay. Uh, I was waiting for her in the the high end, duty free shopping area. Ah, uh, you're being the baller that you are. Well, no, I think it may just be because of the international departures. You know, people who come internationally they 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 shop differently than than us common folk. It was a real nice area. They had a nice video screen with uh, some animated stuff. 
so yeah, they're 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 doing a lot of remodeling at LAX. Probably okay. since the last time you were there. That's good to know. Yeah. So uh, you know, after that we departed. Uh, you know, separated, and I, I went on my flight. Uh, seemed like a newer airplane. Plenty of room. Uh, entertainment. Uh, in-seat entertainment, I guess is what you want to call it. Mm-hmm. Uh, great choices. You know, they had Japanese movies, uh, world movies, Hollywood movies, and the same with music. Uh, one of the music options was AKB48 ANA, a little radio show hosted by uh, Matsui Jirina. Yay! Uh, so I got to listen to that and some Anka and some, uh, what do you call Showa era of K-pop. Okay. You know, and then I watched a couple movies. So the question I'm going to ask you, Hero, sure. uh, how was the talent? Talent was outstanding. Uh, in in both work ethic and looks. I know that uh, I've always heard from other people, oh yeah, the, the, the attendants were cute, and that has never been the case on any flights that I've been on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, in this one, there is, a, there is a, one real cute girl. Nice. And the other ones weren't weren't bad looking at either. But you know, you always tend to see one or two that really catches your eye. Um, everything about this flight, this section, you know, the segment of the flight was was outstanding. I didn't have anybody to my right. I was in the uh, middle section with a four. Mm-hmm. It was a, a three four three okay. setup. Um, you know, nobody to my right. Uh, I had lots of leg room. Nice for, for what it is. You know, for economy. Uh, I was able to sleep. The food was good. You know, it's 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 airplane food. It's it's not meant to be outstanding unless you're you know up in baller class. Baller. But it but it was good, and uh, uh, the flight was fairly normal. Not as much uh, turbulence as as the last trip. Okay, and you were you were caught in the can this time, right? No, no, there there was turbulence, but I was not in the can at the time. Okay. Uh, everything about this flight was great. You know, the whole experience of ANA. I would, uh, based on that and the flight back, which you know we may get into later, mm-hmm. I, I would probably try to to fly ANA again. Nice. So, um, you know, I arrive, get my luggage, take the limo bus to uh, the Tokyo Dome Hotel, which is close to my hotel. Mm-hmm. Uh, based on your recommendation. Uh, you know the other guys are taking the the what the Skyliner. Yep. And you know there's nothing wrong with the Skyliner. It's quicker. It's a little cheaper. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when you do have luggage, you run the risk of of having difficulties because you have that luggage. Yep. I have a large roll roller and a uh, a uh, backpack with my uh, comp- laptop computer, which you've seen before. That beast, yeah. Yes, you you can beat people with it. Yeah, and a uh, duffel mm-hmm. that I uh, threw in some omiyage type stuff, and you know anything else that I didn't want to stuff into the the roller. So with with that many bags, uh, the limo bus was great. Uh, it's never filled, at least both times that I took it. So you pretty much have the seat to yourself. You just a chill. You know, it's six o'clock, five o'clock to seven. You're just chilling. And enjoying the bus ride. It's comfortable as hell, isn't it? I told you. Yeah, especially when there's <laughs> nobody sitting next to you. Yep. Now, I can imagine being a little cramped, should there be a lot of people on the bus. 
it just wasn't the case. So another question about your bus ride. Mm-hmm. Were Dave Chang's peeps on the bus with you? I would say no. no? I did not hear any uh, Cantonese or Mandarin chatter okay. on that bus. I did. There were some sort of obnoxious English-speaking travelers. Were they Caucasian? That, yes, they were. Okay. They were, uh, I would say, under age of 30. Okay. Uh, pretty much the, what you would call the dirty, dirty American tourists. <laughs> you know, kids, kids who just uh, just don't know how to act. I guess you want to say. Okay. Uh, one of them was walking to the front of the bus as we as they reached their stop, which is the one before mine. Mm-hmm. I want to say it was Tokyo Station area. Mm-hmm. And the guy had to chew the kid out by saying, "Hey, please get back in your seats even though it said all over the place you know do not get up until the bus reaches a stop you know it's the same thing as an airplane that's correct keep keep buckled in until they you know reach the stop uh, they're pretty strict on these rules and and for the most part if you're from japan you're going to follow them that's right get the fuck Every- back dirty american <laughs> yeah i mean there's just no hurry once you get you it's it's later as it is anyway the bus is empty so what's the hurry Again, get However, the fuck back. <laughs> it is you know with back. experience that you you learn these type of etiquette. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm gonna guess it's their first time in Japan. I don't know what they were there for. They didn't look like AKB fans. <laughs> they could have just been regular tourists. Maybe they were anime geeks. I I, I really don't know. And but you don't were, really were, give a shit, right? No. Well, but they were a little annoying on the on the the bus. Could have could have whipped out your uh, could have whipped out your skills, man, and beat them <sighs> down. It was just one of those things. You sit there and you can understand what they're talking about, yeah. and you just get a little ignored. And it's like, geez, can't you guys just shut up and enjoy the bus ride? Mm-hmm. You know, and just talk once you get off the bus, so I don't have to hear you. <laughs> so, um, you know, that's that's pretty much uh, how it was for that Thursday. I, I didn't really do much once I get in. I don't even remember what I did once I checked in. Okay. I I think I might have grabbed kombini sushi for dinner. I, I, I just don't remember what I did. <laughs> well, living that high life, man. Pictures. I don't have any food pictures on my, uh, Say in what? my folder for this day. No yeah, food so pictures? I, no, for that day. Oh, okay. Other than the umami burger. So I didn't take any pictures on the way in at the airport. Didn't take any pictures of my hotel room because I think I'm just jaded by just getting there and checking in. Oh, okay. And pretty much all the hotel rooms, once you get to a, the level of hotel rooms that we can afford. Mm-hmm. They're pretty similar. Oh, yeah. Right? It, it's restroom, bed, desk, TV. And they're very, very close together. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This one was a sp- more spacious room than, uh, you know, probably equal to last year. Uh, I stayed at the Tokyo uh, Stay Sudobashi, which is near Tokyo Dome. Mm-hmm. Um, nice room. Nothing special. The hotel was very easy to find. It was near our uh, friend Vu's original hotel for our first trip. Mm-hmm. Uh, which you remember we were filmed for uh, Fuji TV there. Yep. Uh, it's basically around the corner. Okay. So the conveni that we went to before we got taped, yep. I, I frequented that one and the one across the street closer to the station a lot. That's not too um, bad then. It's real close too. I mean, it's so convenient You know when, you're getting, when you need to get to the train station. Uh, so that was it for the first day. All right. So coming in. So yeah. overall, 
uh, your solo experience without anyone around you, you doing your own thing. Uh, what were your highlights? Uh, the highlights uh, for, first of all, Friday was all by myself yeah. until Friday night. So what I did was I kind of just leisurely got up. I think I had breakfast, uh, the free hotel breakfast, and uh, basically did some wandering around Tokyo Dome. Okay. Uh, went to scope out La Croix, the area where baby raids would be appearing on Sunday, just because I wanted to see where it was again and how big it was. So I just took a nice leisurely walk around the La Croix and Tokyo Dome City area until my uh, nighttime activity, which was a, a baby raid six-shot event. And how was that? <laughs> A little nerve-wracking. I mean, you have to realize my my knowledge of the Japanese language is pretty pretty limited and and not useful. Mm-hmm. So to go to an event by yourself to a area that you're not familiar with, it can be a little nerve-wracking. So I was a little nervous, and you know, this is based on the information I had from from their website of what I needed to do. Okay. So basically, what it was is you. You buy three versions of their CD, and you get a voucher for a six-shot checky. And for those unfamiliar with the term checky, I guess that's what they call the small Polaroids. Or or they actually have a second size of Polaroids, but basically it's a Polaroid. And I don't even know if Polaroid brand still exists. But if you're familiar with it, it's basically an instant photo. So it was a photo of the entire group with yourself. And you get entrance to listen to them tape a radio show, I believe it was. That's cool. Yeah, so I mean, you know, I get there to the Pony Canyon building after it rains. A surprise rain, which I just ran right into a cabini and grabbed an umbrella. Found the place okay. Uh, Google Maps sometimes gave you some weird directions. Like, I could have just went all the way to the right. Mm-hmm. And then take one left and I was there, but they make you go up, uh, you know, they're trying to get you there with the least amount of walking, which means you can go across the street, up, left. But basically, I could have went two turns and I would have been there. Okay. It just may add up to, you know, more distance. And that was in the Pony Canyon building, correct? Pony Canyon building, which is in, is in an area called Toranamon. Okay. Which actually is used by uh, baby raids as as Part of their lingo. I guess Toranamon means something like Lion's Gate. Okay. Uh, so I went to the Pony Canyon building, which is a, a record company. Uh, they, they do uh, uh, movies as well. Um, so they are the record company for for Baby Raids and one of your favorite uh, groups, Sexy Zone. Oh, yeah. And uh, basically you get in line. Uh, it's just like any other event, I guess. You know, you, you get in line, you get a ticket. It has a number. After we got the ticket, they they kicked us out, told us to come back later because this is at uh, the the table CD tables open up at five thirty. Okay. And of course, I got there literally just to check it out, and people were already there. So I just followed the group, and we went down the street to a a, a shrine area. I mean, mm-hmm. it's a it's a business building, but there's a shrine there and an open little area where you know there's. People can sit or, or smoke. I didn't know what we were doing. I thought we were going to some different building where the, the recording area was, but I think it was just a place for people to go 
to disappear out of the sight of the staff. Then we went back in, got in line based on our number, and got sent to the table. Okay. Table was easy, right? You go over there, they know you're there to buy three CDs, give them the coupon or the, the, the sheet, you give them money, they give you the coupon, another coupon, which is good for the actual entry, they give you the CD, the, the bag of CDs. Now, the only problem was there was a second table there. Okay. After the purchasing table, and people were taking out computer printed sheets. Okay. I had no idea what that was. To this day, I still have no idea what it was, but it worried me so much because I thought it was something I needed. And so I kind of like just paused at the line, and the guy behind me is like, oh, hey, Dozo, you know, go ahead. And I was just like, looked at him, and I'm like, man, I don't speak Japanese. And then we were just in this like little stand, you know, standoff. <laughs> because where I didn't know what to do, and he didn't understand what I was saying. Yeah. So I just backed off and, and left. And I kind of just like stood there before leaving the building going, do, do I need that? What What's that for? Okay. So my theory was that it was for the talk show. Oh, okay. Where people might submit questions. That's the only thing I could think of. But it looked like it had a printout with... You know, the names and addresses or something of the people. I just don't know what it was, but it scared me. So then you make your way back to the back outside and wait again, but they didn't want us to wait, so I just went around the corner. Okay. And, and waited till closer to uh, the, a 6 30 uh, entry time. Uh, came back, got in line, got seated. I was in the second row to the right of the stage. It's just a little tiny little. You know, you remember Station? Well, picture that a larger room, but really not a big room. You know, it's classroom size, whereas Station was a miniature classroom size. Yeah, so it's slightly bigger than Kami Tower, is that what you're telling me? Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's more than slightly, but it's not a large room. Okay. You know, it's probably, I would, it's a perfect area for them to hold press conferences. Oh, okay. You know, because press is going to be 50 to... 25 people maybe yeah i would say that they had seats enough for 50 and you know more in the back so it could have been a a, a crowd of maybe 100 all right it, it, you know hard to say but it wasn't like a small crowd of 20 okay they had a section for for girls only and basically the, the show that they ran was it was supposedly recorded for radio okay and it's very similar to andare which is the akb and not tv uh, collaboration. Okay. So basically, a bunch of MCs, uh, you know, with writing answers on on paper, showing the answers one by one. And at the end, they uh, did a performance of their new single. And how was that? The performance was good. It was uh, sung live. So the mics were on. Mics were on. Mics were hot, as they say. Okay. And it, it was fun to watch. And are they decent live? Yes. Uh, for an idol group, uh, their center, who is uh, Hayashi Manatsu, is a fairly good uh, idol singer. Okay. The other girls are, are good as well, but, you know, uh, they're all at different levels, obviously. Uh, they, they make a nice nice group. Because uh, the way I'm going to compare this is, uh, you, you know you know New Edition Hero? Yeah. So... <laughs> 
So which 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 was the center like Bobby Brown or Ralph Tresvant or Johnny Gill? What level are we talking about here? Well, let, let's. <laughs> that is just a bad example to use in this case. But let's let's compare them to Cute. Okay. Another five member group. I I would really compare them to there. Whereas, uh, uh Monatsu's more like a Irie. Okay. And everybody else has at at different levels. Whereas, so... like sometimes they'll sound good, and sometimes you know, the young ones has the weakest voice. So what, uh, the, the young, young one, the young one is Mai Mai. Uh, well, in cute, she's Mai Mai, but in this yeah. group, it's Watanabe Rio. Okay, uh, she's a fourteen-year-old. All right. Um, but the song's called. You know, I'm pretty bad with pronunciation. It's uh, Buchake Rockin' Hachake Roll. Okay. So that was that's the uh, it released that week, the week that I was there. So it, it was nice to see that that song uh, performed and performed live. Okay. And so after the radio show, that's when they did the six shots. And what's funny is, you know, they have these tickets with the numbers, and they mm-hmm. use the numbers the entire process. Yep. Except for the six shots. What do you mean? <laughs> well, it's just like as soon as the six shots started, everybody just gets in line however they, however they want to. Oh, so it's a free Which I guess, it, yeah, it really doesn't matter, but it was just so funny how they were strict with it in the line for the CDs and the, uh, you know, the line to get back in. Which I guess is important too, because you want the first people should get the the best seats if possible. That's correct. When when it comes down to it, that six shot is a six shot. So I got in, did my six shot. I did the uh, the the uh, what gal, the, the tiger tiger claw. Okay. Which is something that they always do in their a lot of their songs. And you know, it, it was a, it was a good time. Uh, let them know I was from L.A. You're not from L.A. Well, I have to have to use LA as the most major metropolitan area. Oh, no, I, I remember! I remember you telling Station you were from Russia. Well, yeah, but you know, Los Angeles sounds so more sophisticated <laughs> than Russia. <laughs> well, yeah, you've seen what happens over there. They're in martial law or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I guess you don't want to taking over small countries next to them. You don't want to be associated with that garbage, right? Right, but I mean, it, it was fun. I mean, you know, I got a little interaction with them. Uh, mostly one of the members, I think, was uh, uh, Nauske, because she was to the uh, to the left of me, and you know, I was speaking mostly to the two front girls who were in the pose. Uh, basically, they had a chair. You sit down in the chair. There's three girls in the back, two girls at the front. Okay. Um, small checky. You know, no autograph. It's basically get in. Hand the bag to the staff, sit down, take the picture, move on. Now, when you say small checky, how small are we talking about here? Oof. It's not like a standard Polaroid, you know, like the big square ones? It's no, like those a... don't even exist anymore. Uh, even the large checky yeah. seems like a, a smaller version of the original Polaroid. Okay. Uh, so this checky may be half, half the size of a um, old-style Polaroid. Okay. Well, let me see. I, I've got it right here. It's rectangular in shape, right? It's rectangular. It's smaller than a standard baseball card or Pokemon Yu-Gi-Oh type card. Okay. Uh, the detail obviously isn't that great. I think it's just the experience. Yeah. Makes it worth it. Uh, but you know, for me to start off the trip with that and and getting through that experience by myself, mm-hmm. uh, it just proves that you know you don't have to have the knowledge. To go to these scenes by yourself, it sure does help, though. 
but uh, I, you know, I utilized uh, idle uh, idle scheduler, and I also utilized uh, you know many translate uh, type programs. I had to, and it's weird because uh, the Baby Raid site you can't use. I guess it has Java script on it, so you can't copy and paste. So I had to disable that, which took some googling to do learn how to do that. But I, I was eventually able to get somebody who I knew to read it over and make sure, hey, you know, anybody can go to this. This isn't restricted uh, to to fan club members, you know, that type of thing. So, uh, yeah, it was it was a good experience. It it, it uh, alleviated a lot of fears. So, hero just proved that you don't have to be a Japanese master to attend an idol event you just have to know how to follow direction and, and you gotta you guys have to remember you know i cannot stress this even more uh people who are worried that they're gaijin and, and don't speak it or have very little um very little knowledge you can get through it uh, somebody like me who actually is of japanese descent has it just a little bit harder mm-hmm. because they're kind of expecting me to to, to understand what they're saying I think, uh, you know, I've been told different things like, you know, you, you you don't look Japanese, Japanese, but yet if you put me in a group, they're probably going to speak to me in Japanese rather than know that I'm an automatic foreigner. Yeah. So, uh, you know, if you are a non-Asian uh, gaijin, you you may have it just a little easier because they're not going to expect expect you right away to, to understand. Mm-hmm. They, that doesn't mean they're not going to... Th- Start talking to you in Japanese because, after all, it is Japan. Yeah, but there's a you, you get a little more slack. Just a little bit. Yeah, just a little bit. But but Not it a was lot. Uh, yeah, it's a little nerve wracking. But uh, you know, I got away with the phrase that pays, right? I, I kept on telling you the phrase that pays is, you know, Nihongo ga hanasemasen. That's right. And even then, I wasn't saying it properly as I get there because I was a little nervous to try to explain it to him. But as soon as I said that, there was like, oh, okay. <laughs> You know, they they bring out the cards to point out what they meant. You know, like yeah. when buying omiyage and stuff. So they, yeah, no, or they just knew not to to ask the complicated questions. You know, hey, just take the money. You did just go, okay, pase ese. No, that was later. <laughs> no, okay. <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, that was how I spent my first day. I met up with the guys for dinner later after that. Okay. So everyone started arriving after after Friday. I think Vu came in around the same time that the event started. Okay. Daryl was in town. Um, it wasn't he wasn't too interested in seeing Baby Raid, so nobody nobody was available for this event, so I had to go solo. Okay. All right. And uh, I got a poster. You got a poster. But I lost it somewhere. <laughs> oh yeah, you told me you lost a poster. Uh, in it's Shinjuku just amazing because I. I you know, utilizing the stations is, is one of the toughest things as a traveler because there's so many lines and so many platforms that you have to go to. And, you know, for me, I'm using my phone. So I must have put it down when I was looking at a map. And because I really didn't want the poster because <laughs> they're hard to transport, I, I just probably completely forgot about it. I, I don't know where I left it. I, I just don't. Could have been at a station, could have been at McDonald's. Some lucky Japanese person got a free Baby Raids poster. Yeah, and hopefully it wasn't autographed, but even if it was, I didn't know any better. Okay. Right? It doesn't ruin the experience, basically. Okay. 
So uh, that was the first night. Oh, yes, and I did finally eat McDonald's. Good for you. Good for you. You finally polluted your body with McDonald's. And how was that? You know, it was good. It's something you can't get at the McDonald's here. It's a, basically a, a fried shrimp, mm-hmm. or a shrimp patty, and they put the, the, the special sauce on it and slap it between a bun and with some hey, – I forgot if it had lettuce or tomato. I didn't take a picture of it. <laughs> I'm so sad you didn't take a picture of your food. Uh, yes, you know, I think I'm getting jaded. I'll take pictures of the nice plates. Yeah. But for something like fast food, I don't even or, or plain food, I don't even care. <laughs> ah, you, you disappoint yes. your your Asian brothers and sisters by not taking I'm pictures s- of your food. I am sorry, I'm not worthy. That is that is a standard Asian custom. Yeah. Take pictures of your food. Uh, once again, sumimasens. <laughs> all right. Sumimasens to all. Yeah. So that was Friday. <laughs> All right. So um, I think you did a couple of other solo things, right? Well, that was later in the week. Yeah. Because um, everyone I went s- to Osaka and you were still by yourself. Yeah. Well, we met up obviously on the, the Saturday for the first event, those who were in town. Let's get to your touristy things. Cause More of my solo trips? More of your solo, solo trips because what you do is going to be very helpful for those who are going to Japan. Okay, so we'll skip the Sunday when I met Anto for Baby Raid's Mini yep. Lives. And uh, Monday, yep. 19th, was when I went solo again. Uh, this was a pretty busy day. Let me see if I can bring up. I'm bringing up my photos, and I'm also bringing up my uh, document sheet. But my first stop was to a place near Shibamata Station. Okay. And... Shibamata is uh, well, there was a long-running movie series uh, that Americans, Westerners who would know about the series, called the Torasan series. It takes place in what's called Katsushika. It's a special ward in Tokyo. It's about uh, 45, 50 minutes from where I was at in Suidobashi Station. Okay. All I can say is that it, even if you're not into the movies, it's worth a little stop. I found a little article on DannyChu.com uh, where he, uh, you know, he he does a lot of photography, and he he basically shows how how the appeal that it has. And you have basically one area of this tiny tiny spot that is just like the old school days, the Showa era, or even the Edo era of Japan where you have this a narrow street with just shops and vendors all all up and down. Um, Real nice little area. Uh, At the end of an er uh, end of that street is a temple or shrine that I didn't even know existed. And uh, let me see, I'm trying to find it on here, but it was, it was real nice. Took a little picture of that. And then I found out that there was a uh, a uh, museum for the Torosan movie series, and uh, so I figured, hey, why not check it out and 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 go to it? So as a result, I took like 150 pictures <laughs> in the museum, and, and uh, there was actually two museums 
uh, they're right across the street from each other and connected really by a little walkway. It was the Torasan Museum and the Yamada Yoji Museum. Now, Yamada Yoji is a uh, film director. Okay. His best works are the Torasan series and recent, more recently, the Samurai Trilogy. Uh, one of them went with, I believe, won the Japanese Academy Award. Uh, you might have heard of him, Twilight Samurai, uh, Hidden, Hidden Blade, and Love and Honor. Yes, I mean, when you consider that this is a guy who did mostly uh, uh, old-school comedies, for him to do make three outstanding samurai movies uh, is pretty much a good accomplishment. You know, it's like having some guy who's known for comedies over here produce a, you know, Godfather-like trilogy. So it's like Jim Carrey, right? Remember Jim Carrey? He's trying oh, yeah, to yeah. Uh, he's trying to become a serious actor, and he made something like, like that. Yeah, I think more successful would be Robin Williams because Robin Williams made the successful transition from comedy to drama. Yeah, he yeah. has. Jim Carrey was not so good. <laughs> Jim Carrey's not that bad, but yeah, his best work is comedy. Yeah. Or Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks is a very good example. From Bosom Buddies to to Wilson the Volleyball. I mean, that's... To, to Gump. To Gump. Yeah. Gump. Uh, but, but this little town is, I mean, you know, I would, you know, unfortunately, I would have a hard time dragging you guys over here. Okay. Because I would like to spend more time there. <laughs> but it's like, it would be a short trip for you guys. Are you saying we would find it boring? No, no, I th- just think you wouldn't find as much into it as, as I would because I, I really enjoyed the two films, Torosan films that I, I, I saw. And so I was like a kid in a, uh, I was like David Lau <laughs> in an in idol museum. Yeah, we'll get to that guy later. But but you understand what I mean. Anybody <laughs> oh, yeah. who understands David Lau and idols, I was just really enjoying the museum and, and the pictures of, of all these movies that I hope to see in the future. And uh, they had these, these little dioramas. Uh, you saw something similar in the uh, at Skytree, mm-hmm. you know, where it just looked like a set. Yeah. This museum was full of those. Okay. Depicting you know different things from the movie series. Um, you know, as far as food, I didn't have time to to, to take part in the food stalls, but there's a lot of little places where you can get. Dango and different types of local local cuisine, local confectionaries uh, in this area. Real, real similar to um, the Asakusa area. Okay, but but a little more older feeling, a little more homey. Uh, you know, it's it's so far from from central Tokyo that you just get this feeling that this this area is, you know, time has stopped. So you know, you're I, I'm guessing it's 70s. not as touristy as well, right? I think the majority of the tourists who are going to be there are from within Japan. So not a bunch of foreign tourists all over the place. I would say not at all. So it might be a good place if you want to see a, an older version of Japan without standing in line and stuff. Yes. I mean, once you get to the, the station, you're going to go, whoa, this is kind of weird because you get off the, the platform. And you have to cross the tracks. Oh. <laughs> in order to get to the exit. Well, that's interesting. And, and you know, they have the, they have the, uh, if you miss, miss it or you're doing it when the train's there, that little, uh, that, uh, whatever you call it, that goes up and down mm-hmm. that, that prevents you from crossing. Yeah. 
that comes down, it's like, oh, you got to wait. And then when it goes up, then you can cross. You know, because you don't want to get hit by a train. That's true. Yeah, they do that in the movies all the time. So, uh, real nice, real nice. I mean, if, if it wasn't so far away, I'd recommend it to, to you guys. I mean, but for you guys, you would you would go you would go up and down the that main main strip, mm-hmm. check the sh- temple and shrine out, and probably go back and maybe pick up some food and stuff. Take a picture of the Torosan statue. And, that's and basically, that's what I went there for, just to take a picture of the statue. And I ended up spending about three three hours there. Wow, that's pretty impressive. Yeah, and that was just my first stop of the day. Wow. So uh, fun fun times. Really, it's a, it's a, what do you call a hidden gem? Okay. So that was the first stop. I'm going to try to make the, the rest of it a lot quicker. Uh, then I went to the uh, Ultraman City. <laughs> yeah, I heard about Ultraman City. It's pretty small. It's, it's, it's very small, but the highlight is the, uh, the, the Ultraman statue outside. Okay. Let me bring this document up. It's a Soshigaya Okura, I believe, station. And how far away was that? I want to say it was about 20 minutes away from, from Shibamata. But okay. if you were just to go from, from central Tokyo, it's probably a good 30 minutes plus. Oh, it's not too bad. Of course, my document's not coming. It's taking forever to load. But ah, yeah, that's okay. All these, all these places are, are really far to go to for one, one or two pictures. But you know, this is how I wanted to, to, to spend my vacation. Mm-hmm. I wanted to, to, to check out things that... Normally, I wouldn't want to drag anybody else along. Now, I was supposed to go with you yeah. later in the trip, but yeah. because of what happened, I figured hanging out with you and doing more than just these things, you know, I chose to do this on my own, which in hindsight was smarter. Yeah, totally. Only because there was a lot of walking. Oh, yeah. <laughs> a lot of walking. But, you know, uh, went to the station. Uh, I walked up and down a, a few streets just in case there was more, you know, banners or something around. But basically, you can get out of it by just taking the pictures of the uh, the pillars in the station, okay. going outside the station and taking a picture of. Uh, they, they have these uh, uh, street lights type things, and on it it has like the Ultra Seven eye uh, goggles or whatever you call them. Okay. Uh, that's part of it, and and the giant Ultraman statue, which is uh, the highlight. Okay, uh, now, now I want to ask you about the giant Ultraman. How giant are we talking? Are we talking like the giant Gundam giant or six, no. seven feet tall guy? You're, you're talking probably a seven foot statue, six to seven foot statue, okay. standing on a base. Okay. Um, it, you know, it's still neat though. Uh, the reason that this is Ultraman City is the original studio. Uh, Subaraya Studios, uh, the building was located in that area at first. Okay. Uh, it's, it is no longer there, from what I understand. They've moved to a larger place, but that's basically known as the birth birthplace of Ultraman. Ah, uh, okay. A little bit of a history lesson for you peeps out there. Yeah, you know, if you're into that stuff. Um, the Ultraman series has been around since the 60s. You know, it, it's known as one of Japan's most recognized... Uh, exports mm-hmm. as far as entertainment along with the, the Sentai or Power Ranger franchise. And porn. Uh, no. <laughs> no, dude. <laughs> that, that is not one of the <laughs> the most well-known <laughs> exports, even though you'd like to say so. 
I'd like to say so. Yeah, apparently. All right, so uh, you also went to the Godzilla Museum, right? Or Godzilla Yes, place? from that, I went to Toho Studios. Yeah, that's what it is, Toho. Toho Studios, and that was a... Uh, that was the one that you, if you had gone with me, you probably would have been pissed off at me. Not okay. pissed off, just, just, uh, it just would have made your day more tiring. Ah. Uh, it's located outside of a, a, a stadium, um, not, what did I say, stadium station, but it's, it's, it's a, uh, it's quite a walk up hill, down hills or whatever. So it's very San Francisco, Seattle-like. Uh, Yeah. No, not that bad. Okay. Uh, the Toho Studios is outside of Seijo Gakunmai Station, uh, about 47 minutes away from Sudobashi area. Okay. Uh, not super far from 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 the Ultraman Station. Uh, what I did was I went from Shibamata to Soshigai Okura, Ultraman City to Toho, and to the next studios. So you kind of just went in a in a small circle. Small circle. I basically located all of them on Google Maps. And then figured out what would be the best way to go without doubling up. Okay, that's that's a okay, smart so way of doing it. It does take time, but yeah, I mean, I found that the research, all this bunch of research that I did ahead of time, did wonders for me. Hmm, yeah. So basically, you're going to Toho Studios for most people will go for one thing, and that's the sculpture of Gojira. Uh, this looks to be the Modern Gojira from the eighties and nineties, I would say. So not the not the super old school black and white. Yeah, I mean, I can tell by the body design that it's the newer one. Okay. Uh, so basically, it's you, you reach, you have to go down a hill. Okay. And the studios itself is not open. It's not like Universal Studios where you can have tours and stuff. It's basically closed to the public, but the statue itself is. Before you get to reach the the area of no admittance, and I'm sure they had they're used to people coming and just taking pictures of it. Okay, so question about the Godzilla statue: mm-hmm. How big? About seven to ten feet, maybe. So not Gundam size. No, it's not Gundam size. Okay. It's basically, uh, you know, it's probably closer to seven feet. Uh, it's in front of the bus circle or the the driving circle of the uh, building, you know, where they have a security guy. Okay. Uh, it's so, a pretty impressive sculpture. Very detailed. Um, it has his tail ripping into the wall behind him. Uh, I'll, I'll, g- I'll give you some pictures for the for the write up if you want to. Cool. So it, we're uh, talking like this. This Godzilla is about the size of Yao Ming, right? Is that? Yeah, I would say so. Okay. Maybe shorter. All right. But it's an impressive sculpture. And then to the left of it, as you're facing the sculpture, mm-hmm. is a giant mural of the Seven Samurai movie. Oh, cool. Another output of Toho Studios. Um, I wanted to picture that because, you know, I'm really into the samurai genre of movies. Mm-hmm. And then as you go towards that mural is where the gates, you know, where the security gate is for cars. Yeah. You will see another mural about, man, 100, 200 feet away. You have to actually use your zoom camera. Okay. And it's uh, of Mothra. Oh, sweet. So it really shows. I mean, it's really hard to see. You got to use your zoom. But it shows uh, Mothra flying away, and then a little picture of the cocoon on what's left of Tokyo Tower. Oh, sweet! From from movies. 
And this is from the 80s, 80s version of Mothra, right? Uh, mm, this one, you know, I, I can't tell. It looks like it's from the original, but it, okay. it, you know, it could be the 80s. Okay. I didn't really see any of the 80s, 90s Godzilla movies, so I, I couldn't tell you. Okay. But, uh, you know, those are the three things that you go all the way over to this studio to see. You know, so I'm walking up and down, you know, with the GPS trying to find this and going into some, I mean, some really back roads. Okay. Like, if I tripped and fell, nobody but local people would find me. Okay. So I mean, uh, it was really residential area and stuff. So Toho Studios, there's no actual studio tour, is that correct? Uh, from what I understand, yeah, unless you're familiar with Japanese, you might be able to schedule one. But Okay. Uh, it's not like Universal Studios where it's it's readily open to the public. Okay. Nor is the next studio that I went to. Okay. Which is the same distance from Suidobashi, so it was pretty much I, I want to say a couple exits away, but you know you know on the train ride, but mm-hmm. I don't have that information written down. And it's called Kadokawa Dai Studios. And what exactly uh, do they do? It's the same thing. They they are. They're known for certain types of movies. In the old days, they had a certain star assigned to them. Uh, Ichikawa Raizo, who was a very famous uh, samurai actor, he's pretty much comparable to James Dean because he died young. Oh, okay. Um, he was under contract to that studio. I believe uh, Katsushin Taro, who played Zatoichi. Oh, okay. I want to say that he was also contracted to that uh, studio. Not a hundred percent sure. I didn't obviously do my research on that, but just to give people a little background of of, of that studio, and also it's the studio is known for the uh, Flying Turtle Gamera. Ah, oh, okay, got you now. <laughs> which was their version of uh, their version of Godzilla. Oh, okay, is I guess how you could say it, right? Because God, Godzilla was Toho. Yeah, and then Dae said, "Oh, well, we got to have something similar." So they created Gamera. Got to cash in, right? Yeah, you know that's just pretty much how the studios ran back in the day. You know, everything was done under the studio system that that the United States did back in the '30s and '40s. Mm-hmm. Uh, Japan pretty much did that through the '60s and '70s, and and maybe even today. Although it's mostly agencies, I think that that control everything. Mm-hmm. So basically, when you're going to Dae Katakawa. <laughs> You're going for one thing that's visible to the public. What's and that? That's the uh, the Daimajin uh, statues, which was a another horror film that it's uh, a f- horror fantasy film that it, that was very popular from Karakawa Dai. Uh, basically, it was a statue that protected the city. And in these movies, there's a series of three films, I believe. The rotten people would always get punished by this statue that came to life. Uh, it was one of the first Japanese movies I ever saw when I was a little kid. So for me, it's it's one of those nostalgia type things. So this had uh, this has sig- significance for you. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, there is a little picture of a uh, Gamera on the side of the uh, building. Uh, there is a shop called uh, Shop Daimajin, I believe, but it was closed by the time I got there. I got there right after five o'clock. Just looks like a little hobby shop with a uh, you know different die creations for sale maybe i mean I, I took a peek in there it looked like a bunch of figurines and toys and you know souvenirs possibly uh would it have been anything that you would be interested in if it were open maybe maybe yeah you know maybe they had some keychains or something you know something small i'm obviously not going to buy one of those statues or something to take home 
Okay. The t-shirts obviously won't fit me. That's a that's an ongoing problem with somebody my size. Even though I'm not real huge, but it's just you know, Japanese men are are slighter in build. If you lift a weight, if you lift a weight of any sort in the United States and put on any type of mass, you're gonna have a hard time finding <laughs> shirts that fit you comfortably if you like them loose. So unless you're David Chang. Yes. Unless you're David Chang or, or somebody who's has a smaller build. You know, depending on how you like your shirts. I, I just I just perspire too much so I can't really wear tight, tight cotton shirts. Okay. You know, I don't want to look like a, a sweating a river. You don't want to look like a sweaty water, right? Yeah. Gotcha. But yeah, so the you know, went over there for for that and uh went back home and and I think I might have ate a go go that night. Google curry, I mean, so good. So good. Yeah. So by the time I left, my last photo stamp on the pictures were five thirty six. Okay. So add another forty five, fifty minutes on the train. So you know, I got back at six seven. Probably dead tired. Dead and tired, the, the, but was it worth all of that effort? Oh, for me it was yeah, I mean, this is part of my childhood and upbringing, except for the Totosan films, which I just discovered recently. Okay. You know, Ultraman, Godzilla, Daimajin, Gamera, they were all things I watched when I was a young kid back in the 70s. Okay. Um, all discovering parts of Japan that you probably would have no reason to go to. <laughs> if you're, you know, when you're in Tokyo, right, and you're, you're, you're the standard idol fan. Mm-hmm. You're going to be staying pretty much within the Shibuya, you know, Shinjuku, Akihabara area. Mm-hmm. You know, it, within Tokyo, you're you're not going to go to these little little areas of stations. You may not even pass the stations because you know you have to admit, 45 minutes is pretty far, especially on the train. Yeah, especially on the train, and and you know, all for one stop basically. But it, this was probably my most enjoyable day. Cool. Yeah, I mean, you know, it was just something that I, I I felt very fulfilled after completing. Just just fun. So you got some. So you're saying like with your solo activities, you got a lot of value out of out of what you did. Oh yeah, for sure. And you didn't have any problems getting around, right? Because you had your smartphone with you. You had internet access on your phone. You know, you had Google Maps, you had Hyperdia, you had all of yep. these things available to you on your phone, right? Yeah, and I, I did another day, which I won't go into detail the next day, you know, because yeah. everybody was still in Osaka. Yeah. Where I went to, you know, it was basically the same thing. You go to different areas to take pictures of statues. Yeah. <laughs> and so it was, a, let's see, first timestamp at, let's see what time this was. This was like at 10 or 11 a.m. And then... I was done at six something, so a full day of just taking pictures and going to different different landmarks, all using. You know, I, I did research before, so I, I knew where I was going, yeah. and I knew how I wanted to do it in which order. But you still need to utilize Google Maps or Hyperdia, which is a app that helps you with the trains. Yeah, and you, you just utilize that with the internet or or MiFi device, and you're able to get anywhere. You just have to be able to read know where you know which platform to go to what happens if you miss that 1205 train you know do you have to wait till 1210 or do you is there another option for you to get there yeah you know sometimes you just have to sit and 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 don't worry so much because the train system's so 
so on time. So uh, efficient. So <laughs> Very efficient, unless you're missing the last train. Yeah. But you have every right to, to not miss it because the information is there. Yeah, so... If you're going somewhere late, you know when your last train is going to be there, and you have to plan around it. Yeah. And it's your own fault, and this happened to us. It's our own fault that we missed the train because we didn't plan enough time to, to get from A to B. But yeah, it's it's really somebody like me who who knows no Japanese that's useful can make it to these places and 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 enjoy the uh, uh, time, you know, without anybody around. Mm -hmm. So that that's another that's another lesson from Hero's journey here is, you know, you can go to places by yourself if you if you have the resources, and you can still have a good time without being around other people. Oh, it's, it's, yeah. it's, it's different because there's always a worry, like, like within our group of small, you know, four or five guys, we don't all have the same interests, even within, within idols, but we managed to have a good time to where we can separate and still meet up for dinner. And even if we didn't meet up for dinner, let's say it was those days that I was by myself, and I was a little iffy on going to places because I, I just don't know, right? I, I just don't know what I can order or how to order or what they're going to say to me. There is ways around it. You can be, you're not going to starve. You may be a little bored, but but Japan's not a place where you also uh, sit back and eat for two hours either. <laughs> you know, you go by yourself. They they really kick yeah. you out after a certain amount of time. <laughs> Not so much they kick you out. You kind of just get the idea that, okay, I'm overstaying my welcome. Except for AKB Cafe where they give you 90 minutes. It's like, you know, you got 90 minutes, you're out of here. But, but yeah, it, it's, it's um, you know, and I'll probably do it again the next time. I may go by myself because I'm not planning around an idol event the next time. You know, I may just depend on people who are in Japan already to meet up with. Yeah. Or I may go at the same time you guys do if you guys decide to do another handshake event. And then you just go off and do your thing, right? And... Yeah, it gives you so much options. Now, granted, this is my third trip, so it's mm -hmm. not as if I'm a, a fish out of water. Mm -hmm. But yet, this experience was pretty much, you know, there was some hesitation. You know, am I going to get through it? Am I going to get lost? And am I going to starve? The answer is no. You may miss a train here. Uh, you may take longer because you're unsure of which train you're supposed to take. Because there was a lot of times I'm walking through the train station, I had to stop, look for the map, make sure I'm going in the right direction, or make sure I'm going towards the right line. Yeah. Uh, sometimes there's a like a Sudobashi. There's a Sudobashi Toy Metro, mm -hmm. and there's a Sudobashi JR. Yep. <laughs> you know, and it's just recognizing those things and recognizing the color schemes of the trains. Uh, utilizing the digital displays that they have at the top that tells you which train is coming. Mm -hmm. You know, hey, don't get on this train. Because sometimes they'll give you the directions saying, you know, take the uh, Sobu line towards Yokohama. And then when you look at the options on the sign, it doesn't say Yokohama. No. So then you're like, oh, which one do I take? <laughs> but for the most part, you're not going to get too lost. Uh it's better when you travel in a group, but you know, hey, I didn't take the wrong train ever. I did not get on the wrong train. I did not have to double back. And that's good. I only missed the one train because it was our own fault. 
you know, it wasn't due to a mistake uh, that I did other than time planning. So it's completely doable, and even though I've been here three times now, you know, it was almost like it was my first time doing this type of stuff on my own. Well, you had no choice. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, in this case, when everybody was also but I mean, I probably would have done it anyway because of the the uh, touring choices that I made. You know, not everybody's going to go want to go to more than one temple or, or go see, take a picture of a statue of a historical figure that nobody else cares about. But don't let that impede your actions of, of getting it done. You know, you can you can go by yourself and do it. It's not 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 going to kill you to go on your own. Yeah, and if yeah. you have if you have very good friends, they'll understand that you want to do something that maybe like will bore the piss out of them, and it's better for you just to not force anyone to do anything, man. You don't want to end up in a fight in your trip. You, it's better. Oh to, no no no! Yeah. And you probably won't end up on a fight. Yeah. It's just that you don't really want to bore them either. Well, you don't That's want any what, resentment either of wasting someone's yeah. time, right? Yeah, I I didn't want you getting pissed off at me because you were walking down a freaking hill just to get a picture of a stupid Godzilla statue. That's right. Yeah. So the last thing I want to hear is some Can- Canadian dude bitching at me. That's right. <laughs> but no, but I mean, it, it's uh, it was great. I had a great time with the guys and, and a great time without the guys. You know, that's that's a complete trip right there. And you did that all in like three days. Yeah, there were like three days that I had to pretty much do stuff on my own. Three, three and a half, two and a half days, whatever. Uh, little baby steps that makes the next trip easier. All right, so we got a few minutes left here, Hero. So what advice do you have for solo travelers? Let's just let's give, give them a general wrap-up of what they can do to make their, their solo Japan experience a little bit better for themselves. Uh, well, you know, I've done this each trip, but this is the first trip that I've actually followed it to, not to a T, but really in detail. Make a list of what you want to do. You know, whether, you know, you go through those travel guides that you're going to find online, and there's a lot of them. But you, you, most people have an idea of what they want to do outside of going to see idols or outside of, you know, going to see the Giants play baseball or something like that, right? You have a main, main goal that you need to do and then you have all these little goals that take time make a list of them and what I did it was I broke it down by region I, I would take my hotel as the, the center as the base and, and pop it into Google Maps okay put my from from Suidobashi station which is where I was centered at to, to Odaiba let's say and then I find out where Odaiba is. Let's say I, I don't have it on me, but let's say Odaiba was southwest. Okay, so then I put it in the southwest area. And then whatever is in the north area, I put north, west, east, blah, blah, blah. And then I would group them all together to try to make an itinerary for, for each day. And then it's basically, a, you know, add and subtract to your, to your liking. But do the research ahead of time. You know, I'm very meticulous when it comes to those details. I would find out how much it costs, um, which location is, how what hours are open. So I had an idea of what time I needed to start. And you know, you either it's going to be you either allow yourself too much time or too little time, right? It's all a hit and miss, but at least you have an idea. And basically, I, I did a myself. I did, did like a, a Google document, and I just listed all those things. 
I broke it up and figured out this is what I want to do on this day. This one I do want to do on another day. And, and it really worked out well. Uh, and I didn't get a lot done. You know, I got maybe 60% of it done due to, you know, things like weather or just deciding to not go to it, you know, because of time. Mm-hmm. But I got a lot done and I was very satisfied. And that's always the thing that counts, right? Satisfaction. Satisfaction and trying to get the most done. I think in the past two trips, we were, were focused on events mm-hmm. and just hanging out yeah. and exploring. Whereas this time I had specific goals that I really wanted to to, uh, to achieve. And, uh, you know, even though we had some problems with weather one day, mm-hmm. you know, that took out a full day. Yeah. But that full day, we got stuff done. Yep. I, I got what I needed to done with the group, and I got what I needed to get done without the group. And I, and I even got some shopping in, which is something that I was a little worried about before. So you, you did it all. I'd say, yeah. I mean, I didn't do it all, but I did it all. You know, I, I walk away with it uh, being satisfied. And definitely, if you are uh, worried about not hanging out in the group, don't be afraid to go check all those websites and and, and see what other people have done in in, in, in Japan. Like uh, that Danny Chu website is pretty good. It's really photo heavy, though. So depending on how uh, how your internet connection is or how long you want to actually wait for it to load. His site, his site is really good for, for certain things, you know, just showing you. I mean, he had a section on Shibamata, and I would never think that he would have had that. But there's, you know, there's other sites, TripAdvisor. Uh, what's the other one that you use? Japan Guide? Japan Guide, yep. Yeah, uh, Wikipedia even. You know, I've used different, just what's out there on, on Google. Make a, make a list, break it down, you know, and your list could include restaurants that you want to go to. Uh, do that and, and you have the makings of, of a nice little trip without idols taken yes, into consideration without idols there, there yeah. is such thing as an idol free trip but, but but there's plenty to do on the idol front too whether it be major or minor so that will be in our next uh, our next podcast then so I have to talk for more yeah you do well, you gotta talk to my agent uh, I know I have to I have to pay the big bucks right uh well something like that we'll, we'll discuss that we'll discuss that off air yes off air so i'd like to thank you hero for giving us some insight on your solo travels and you know giving advice to those who may be afraid to go to japan by themselves and may not figure they have something to do and you know you maybe giving some people some ideas yeah i mean there's nothing wrong with being a little afraid because it's it's, it's understandable